0: Dreaming of becoming a successful full time network marketer? You've come to the right place. You're listening to the Full Time Network Marketer Podcast, a podcast offering mentorship from multi million dollar earners and professionals in the industry. Learn from people who are where you want to be. Here is your host, seven figure earner, full time network marketer, keynote speaker, and book author, Fabian Fitzner.
1: Welcome. Awesome. Great to be here. Great setup. Looks amazing, (laughs) Fabi. Congratulations. Really, really cool. Excited for the conversation.
2: It's so fun having two Germans speaking in English right now.
1: I know. We just (laughs) realized. I was just asking, are we going to speak German or English? You said uh, English, and I said, oh my God, I I, I didn't prepare for that. So let's see.
2: Obviously, I'm very well prepared because I know your whole story. We know each other for how long now? Like seven years, almost eight years. Yes. Have uh, traveled the world together, have built business around the world, and uh, I mean, so many ups and downs we had and finally so far we're in a pretty good up i would say For sure. and um so let's let's start with the current situation but then i also want to go a little bit into your story because your story is quite amazing most people only know snippets of it but today i would like to bring a little bit more light into the uh, career and the who's the person daniel fire so you live in dubai since when
1: i think i moved here about i always say seven years i didn't really count which would mean that we know each other actually longer um but uh it's somewhat around that i think
2: i think 2013 actually was the year when we met i'm pretty sure about it okay and uh, you moved to dubai a year later is that possible you okay, were still so that's in germany close. okay so that's why yeah. you're still in the, in the in the capital of network marketing Wuppertal.
1: absolutely <laughs> that's the place to be guys
2: <laughs> so i mean right now Crazy successful. Um, if you look at the rankings of the top income earners, you're in the top 10 right now, I guess, worldwide of income. So so let's start also with numbers a little bit because we don't have to hesitate. We will not name any company names. So I think that's fine for any compliance reasons and so on. Um, so what, what was your best yearly income so far?
1: I don't really know the exact number, to be honest. I know that the best month was more than $600,000 between me and my wife, Stefania, who has already done mm-hmm. a podcast with you. She was very excited, too. Uh, so obviously, that's crazy. So it's a couple of million dollars a year. I really don't know exactly, but it's a huge it's a huge success. And uh, you already mentioned it. Uh, looking back, it was completely different. Um, and, and you were there. So it's uh, truly fascinating to see what has happened.
2: That's why I wanted to start this way, because usually we lead kind of, okay, how did you start? How did it develop? But this time I wanted to start the other way around so that people see, man, so here's someone who is tremendously successful, who's well-known in the industry, and people love to see the success, but they never see what it takes to get there. Mm. And I remember when we met, you were at an income of, I think, like 5,000 euros. Let's say that's around like $6,000 a month. Um, you had big dreams. you were already a great mentor for me. That in that time, but uh, even then, you already had a long way and a long history with network marketing. And I would like to start there. So, how did it all happen? Like yeah, how you I was, start?
1: I was just about to say when you mentioned six thousand dollars, I'm thinking, oh my god, it was a journey to get to that point <laughs> because I started with three hundred dollars, you know, and 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 it took a long time. So um, yeah, I mean. Truly fascinating. So I started network marketing when I was 18 years old. In fact, my first flyer of network marketing I found in my mailbox at home when I was 16. And I wanted to start, but my mom was really adamantly against it. So I didn't. Uh, When I was 18 years old, I was on a, a, a student's exchange in France. And in the middle of the night... I remembered there was something about work from home. I never really got it what it was. I didn't really understand. And I went on Google and I typed the the words uh, work from home in German language. And, and And I looked at all the results and I found this website. Back then the strategy was talk a lot, but don't say anything. Don't reveal anything. So it was kind of like testimonials, people being happy, receiving money in the mail. Uh, there was something about wellness that they mentioned, but that was about it. But there was an option to sign up on a seminar. It was called a success training seminar. So I signed up for that um, and I went there. uh, And again, that weekend, it just completely changed my life because I always wanted to be successful, always wanted to make money. It's also because of um, the way I grew up. Everything was very let's say, limited the way that my, uh, for example, my mom thinks about life is just really completely different the way that I think about life. You know, we, I can't really remember having been in a nice hotel or having, um, uh, I don't know, driven nice cars or even go to like a restaurant. That was a very rare occasion that that happened. Uh, Usually we, we would always look at money first. How can we save money? How can we Um, You know, not spend this. Oh, this is cheap. The ice cream is cheaper at home than, you know, going to like uh, a place to eat it or something like that. So for me, this was always something, I guess, from like a lack of money, I always wanted more of it. And I also was dreaming about freedom, living my my own life and all of that. So that's where the drive came from, I guess. And then that... A uh, weekend seminar really showed me network marketing for the first time. It was kind of like an epiphany to... Uh, and I never expected something like that to even exist. But you so, were 16. That you know, th- at that point, then I was 18. It was uh, So again, at 16, I had this brochure. I wanted to get started without even knowing what it was. But my mom was stopping me. So two years later, I remembered mm-hmm. about it. And then I... Uh, signed up, and I went there, I was 18 years old, when I was uh, at the event.
2: So you were still in school uh, that time? I was
1: still in school, yes. Uh, so in fact, my first two years, more or less, I was in school, um, and it was crazy, because part-time to school, I was building my business. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I started at the event, uh, they said that, you gotta use your products to be successful. And I didn't have a lot of money, so I signed up with the smallest sign-up pack, which today I tell everybody not to do. Okay, don't do that. And I I say it for good reasons, because if you do it, you start very slow. So that's what happened to me. I started very slow. It took me about seven months to find the first distributor that would sign up in my business with a decent sign-up. I started by selling products, really, right away. Um, And every single day I was on the phone calling people, I was putting little flyers into mailboxes of people. That was before we all used Facebook. I mean, there was, I don't even know if there was Facebook, but certainly we didn't have it, uh, you didn't have it. Um, so so um, it, it was something like I was every single day showing the products, selling products, and it took me about two years, which was exactly when I finished school, the same month, to make $1,000 a month, the first time. And you know, looking back at that, it seems very slow, and it was very slow but yet for me back then it was amazing because i started from a place where maybe i got 20 dollars of pocket money or 20 euros in that case and uh, and then making 300 dollars selling products was super great you know 300 400 500 and then to make a thousand dollars after 2 years part time next to school where i come from I was the only guy. I, mean, there I was can no, relate. There was no one making $1,000 part-time in
2: school. That was huge money. I, I went right? to the military and I signed a contract for four years, and my monthly wage was 1,400 euros. Exactly. Imagine, think about that full-time. Yes.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, at times they've also changed, or maybe they've just changed for us uh, when we look at value of money or anything. But back then that was a big deal. I mean, people, even like students, they got extra jobs, uh, whatever. I mean, at our age, nobody even worked in a restaurant yet or something. They True. did little jobs like helping out somewhere or something, and you made a hundred, two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks. I don't know. Nobody made a thousand. So that was big. That was, that was big time already for me.
2: Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, there's super funny stories, and uh, let's see if we can tell a few of them. Yeah. So you were building the business since you were still still a student. So
1: who were your clients? (laughs) Yeah, that was funny because... (laughs) So in the very beginning, I just asked my friends if they want to order something, and they did, but I mean, come on, that ran out very fast. I mean, one guy ordered like a hand cream, and the other guy ordered a shampoo, and my mom, I think she ordered something once, Uh, but then that was kind of like the end of it. And when I went to like the decent programs, like a weight loss program, I remember it was more than 100 euros. People didn't have that kind of money of my circle, right? So I started to, like I said, put flyers in mailboxes. So I was walking around um, and looking for people, essentially wanting to lose weight. And my first client, like external client, was uh, an older lady. She lived uh, in another road, close to my, uh, close to my neighbor, like close to our my parents' house. And uh, she was the first one. She she bought the program uh, to to lose weight, something around hundred twenty euros. And it was funny because. So I only had this one uh, program, right? So they said at the event, you got to use the products to be successful, uh, as I said before. But I couldn't really use the one program that I had because I had to sell it. That was my only capital right there in product. So I bought these protein bars. And every time I I put a thousand flyers, I would reward myself eating one protein bar. So when that meeting happened with this lady, uh, first of all, she was really shocked because I called her like she called based on the flyer. And I said, yeah, I'm a, I'm a wellness coach. I'm going to teach you how to, you know, lose weight and all. And I was so skinny as a really <laughs> skinny kid. Right. So when she opened the door and she saw this 18 year old skinny boy with pimples and all, she was probably pretty shocked. And, um, and I was like, uh, she's like, hello. And I was like, yeah, it's me, you know, we're on the phone. And she, she was, uh, really surprised. So anyways, during the conversation, I found out that for her, the concept of eating a shake or drinking a shake, however you uh, uh, say that. And she'd never seen this before, never heard of this mm-hmm. before. For her, this was another generation. So she said, so it's like astronaut's food. And I said, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Do you like astronaut's food? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but how does it taste? And I said, well, it tastes amazing. She said, can I try it? I said, "Oh, definitely not, <laughs> because that's my only shake. So, But you can buy it, and then you can try it. So uh, she bought it, and uh, that was my first, uh, first customer. So it was strangers, essentially. Mm-hmm. But you also sold uh, to your teachers, right? Yeah, that was later. So so in that month that I mentioned when I made a thousand bucks, so what happened is, um, because again, my friends didn't have money, so I was tr- trying to go a level up, you know. I didn't really know my friend's parents and all, but I knew my teachers, so I started to talk to them. And one of my one of my teachers, uh, my uh, Spanish teacher actually, he, st- he wanted to lose weight. And I was talking about it all the time. And at some point, he started to buy from me. And he actually became a great testimonial because he did lose weight. And I remember in the in Germany we have something called the Abitur. It's like the it's a a, final examination. Yes, yeah, it's like A levels. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. So it's like the it's like the big thing. I mean, even from the moment I went into network marketing, I didn't really care too much about school anymore. To be honest, um, that was still a. Like you, you get nervous before these three days of examina- like exams and all. And um, so I walk in this exam, and it was French, uh, French. And I, and I did that because I speak French, so it was kind of easy for me. But anyways, I was nervous. I walk in there. There's all the teachers lined up, like a like a committee and all. And 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 the guy was like, oh. Danian, that's great. I need new shakes. like what do you got? You got chocolate, <laughs> vanilla and, and, and then and then this other uh, teacher was like, "Well what are you talking about?" He's like, "Oh man, he has great products. I lost weight and all so in the in the A levels exam, I actually sold products this was This was super funny, so uh, yeah, that really happened. And there was another funny story I
2: remember because um, you had that specific Contract with your phone company. Yes, where, where you could select the home base. Uh, tell about that.
1: Yeah. So, so here's the thing. So my my mom's dream always was that I mean I was quite an intellig- intelligent person. I hope I still am. But um, the the point is I was really good in school. So I was selected for all these special uh, programs. Um, So in like summer holidays, I would go to like a six, uh, 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 sorry, uh, uh, two weeks um, philosophy camp, um, and and it was supported by the by the government of Germany and all. And so my mom's dream was I become a a, a physicist or a mathematician or something intellectual, right? And all of a sudden, I come home from this weekend. I'm like, gonna be a millionaire, right? And I'm going to sales, protein bars, network marketing, you know, (laughs) Uh, selling shakes. At the corner. Um, So so she was excited, not. Um, And so what happened is because out of being scared for my future, my parents actually started to, well, I would say... Try to sabotage my business in a way they would block the phone, uh, and and like just back then you just pulled out the cable and there was no connection. Nobody could call, right? Yeah, so Young folks uh, cannot relate to that. And yeah, <laughs> so I'm am pu- putting flyers, flyers. Nobody's calling. I'm thinking, what's going on? Why is nobody calling? And 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 I found one day, like three days later, after putting thousands of flyers, that the the phone was disconnected. It's like, mom, what's going on? What about the phone? Yeah. You know, your father and I were worried about you. You should focus on school and all. So my um, reaction was, uh, well, first of all, I moved out, uh, which is number one. Uh, Pretty radical step. And I love my parents, but my business was just top one priority. That's an important part, by the way. It always has been from the beginning until Mm -hmm. today. Um, but the other thing is, um, so I, so I got this phone contract, right? And th- this was O2. It was the, I don't even know. Do they still exist? O2? I like, have no idea. Like Vodafone, right? But yeah. it was called O2 and uh, O2 had a, a, a technology which was called home zone. They were the first ones. So basically you had your mobile phone, which was really expensive to use back then. There was a unit 69 cents. There were something. no flat rates. Uh, no, hell no. That was expensive to call somebody. And it would eat up all my margins. But you could select a certain area, like GPS-wise, on which a little symbol of a home would appear on your screen. And there you could use your mobile phone for landline rates, kind of. Now, where I lived, that home zone wasn't available. But next next to my school, there was a little neighborhood. There it was available. So I put the home zone there. And every single day in the breaks, before school, after school, I ran to that neighborhood to use that time and, you know, call my customers and build my business and all. And one day, police pulls up. And uh, now today we have a very international uh, organization, very international audience, probably also if you're watching this. But in Germany, if police po- pulls up, it's not normal. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a serious thing. We like, still have respect for Yeah, the they don't, like, they wouldn't just come up for a friendly chat. So, that, like, imagine the Deutsche Polizei, okay? <laughs> so, anyway, so they come up and uh, uh, and, and they, they're like, okay, we, we want to see your documents and all. And I was like, why? What's going on? Like, I'm just, you know, building my business. And essentially what they said is that the neighbors called the police because I was there every day in the morning at lunchtime after school, walking in front of the same homes, talking, talking, talking. They was afraid I was plotting some break in or something like that. So that was funny. I was like, no guys, it's not that. It's just network marketing. You know, I'm building my business. <laughs> and I ended up inviting those police guys to the meeting. Uh, they didn't sign up though, but um, it, it was it was fun. So but that shows you the intensity also, like how much I did and Uh, I was just obsessed with building this, and I can't
2: imagine the picture because you are a walker. As soon as you have your phone on your ear, you start walking marathons, (laughs) back and (laughs) forth, back and forth. So you were uh, there was still like you were eighteen, nineteen years old. Yeah, that was
1: that was while I was still in school. So
2: and you you followed a little bit the your parents' dreams, so you didn't go full time yet, but you started doing training.
1: I won it. Uh, I got so hyped when I made $1,000 that I thought, now here it is, going full-time and all. But then family stepped in and they said, nope, you're not going to do this. You're not going to throw away your future with this network marketing thing. You've got to get a job. You've got to get a license, like, not a license, like a degree and all. So I was like, okay, so let's just suppose I need a plan B. Because for me, network marketing, the moment I saw it, became plan A. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I make a lot of money? And I figured banks, because they got all the money, right? So I was like, okay, banks, that's good. So Dutch Bank, right? <laughs> so I signed up at like signed up at the bank. So I kind of like <laughs> called them. I literally called them. I said, okay, guys, I, I decided I want to come work for you. And and they said, yeah, but you got to send in an application. That was the only application I ever wrote in my life. I was like, okay, I'll do it. And, um, and then I had to do this assessment center and all. And I did a Bachelor of Computer Science in Banking and Finance Studies. And at the same time, I went uh, to work at the bank, um, and um, so yeah, that's what I did. And uh, but I didn't finish it. So mm-hmm. I did it for about one and a half years, and in uh, the fourth semester, uh, that was supposed to be a, a foreign semester where you go foreign is that the word like where you go in another country right you study mm-hmm. abroad semester abroad which was great. Uh, I was actually accepted by now check this out the Hawaiian Pacific University in Honolulu, which was my biggest dream for me Hawaii. Always, I for like a German guy, Hawaii is true. Yeah. It equals paradise. Like Hawaii equals paradise. That's the place to go, right? I didn't know about fancy places like Maldives yet or all back then or Bora Bora or like I, I, for me, Hawaii, that was it. That's the postcards, the pounds, right? That's where you, you want to be. So, and my friends went there. Like, like imagine your study, your best friends, everybody's going to go there. So that's that would have been a lot of fun. But what I realized as this time approached that I would lose all my business if I did that. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time I consciously remember where I had to take a huge, like a real sacrifice in order to keep building my business. Because yes, I worked a lot every day. People commented on it. Even my mom's girlfriends. Like one day, I remember it was snowing outside, really cold. I was putting flyers. I came home and they were like sitting around the fire, eating cookies. And I'm me like selling weight loss shakes, right? (laughs) They're like overweight and all. And then there's like, oh, Daniel, you make a lot of advertising, do you? And I was like, oh my God. Like I got teased for it, but I didn't really feel the work because I just loved it. It was like a movie, but... When I had to basically take the decision, okay, either you're going to have the greatest six months of your life, more or less, or you stay home and build your business, which then would mean you quit everything. And I wanted to go full-time, but I had respect. Um, So that was a huge step, and I decided not to go to Hawaii, Mm -hmm. which was difficult. and uh, it led me into full time network marketer, which is your brand full time. There wasn't a Fabian person who taught taught me, you know. <laughs> so it was uh, it was tough. It was tough. And uh, funny enough, later on in the in the story, uh, my company had this incentive to go to Hawaii, and I won that incentive every single year since. So now I've been to Hawaii, I think, eight times to the greatest place, fully paid. So it's kind of like a comeback to that story. Mm. But um, yeah. Are you tired of hearing this is a pyramid
0: scheme they get your free ebook and audiobook how to handle any objection in network marketing full-time networkmarketer.com forward slash free hyphen ebook
2: before we continue because there were already a few very very important nuggets like first of all you said like it was my number one priority yes so talk a little bit about that, like how important it is to to have and to set a priority if you want to become successful.
1: I think you have to be obsessed by it if you really want to be successful because whatever it is, whatever you do, I mean you look at anyone who achieved greatness in anything, music, sports um, or network marketing – or any entrepreneur. I mean, who are the great people that inspire us? Whether it's Elon Musk or Steve Jobs, or whatever. Anybody was obsessed with their mission, uh, of 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 becoming a success or creating that company or whatever it is. And and here's why, because anybody can start. Everybody has lots of hopes and dreams, and you know says, okay, let's go. But truth is, as you're building. You will encounter challenges you will encounter moments where it doesn't feel nice you'll grow you will learn you will fall down you'll deal with rejection you'll deal with self-worth issues you'll deal with a lot of things and i believe every single person will come to the point where if you're not obsessed with it you'll just quit Mm -hmm. because it, it will just everything inside of you will want you to quit and maybe even from like a logical perspective it even makes sense at this point, but that's the exact moment where you shouldn't quit. So mm. you have to love, like either love what you do, uh, or be obsessed about the result, or um, just, just, just have that deep, deeply rooted why or commitment in order to persevere, because some people have success faster than others, but everyone <coughs> has to overcome their very own story and their very own challenges in order to really get to the promised land. And, um, and that's where it will show. It will not show in the beginning. It will not show when everything's good. It will show when it's bad. So,
2: You talked about sacrifice. Yeah. Another thing. I mean, giving up the dream location and being there for six months fully paid by someone else and saying, hey, my business would actually suffer if I do that. Um, I think I know not only that i believe because we've all been through there uh, sacrificing short term is essential to succeed long term yes what's 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 your opinion on that and what are the normal sacrifices you see in your organization what what people have to do to to grow
1: there is a lot of things i mean first of all it is always nicer not to do nothing potentially for the average person i mean let's just do the obvious example it is nicer to spend a night watching netflix and eating bad food you know than it is to work and do the invitations and show the plan um funnily enough that is the short-term reward which seems so attractive because it is so nice and comfortable and you know cozy and all uh but truth is and at least that's true for me and i believe it's true for everybody over time i mean even if you start like binging a show or something it's great but at some point you just feel bad You just feel lazy and you feel... I don't know if you feel fat or something like that. It depends on your body constitution or all. But I start to feel... Yes, it's a nice movie and all. But I I feel like... Like I'm not worth... Like I'm not using my time right. I'm not advancing. For me... Tony Robbins keeps saying progress equals happiness, and mm-hmm. if I don't have progress, I get unhappy. And and if I watch a show or anything, yes, I love to watch a movie, and you know that. Like if if there's one thing I do which is not working, I just go to the movies, snack a film, and I'm right back to work. Probably mm-hmm. sometimes during the movie, I'm back at work. <laughs> right, I can confirm that. That's <laughs> the thing, but 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 it, and I like that because I like that state change and the emotion of it. But just over time, it doesn't provide for me long term happiness, and 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 that's what's mostly the reason with short-term rewards they're nice right now but they're not fulfilling on a deeper level although uh although they might seem promising in the beginning but once you start working on your vision and you start uh, dreams to come true or you start to feel progress or you start to uh, be able to contribute in a meaningful way then it's a different level. Um, so again, you talk about sacrifices, so number one is to just sacrifice time, to to put time into your business. Uh, that's uh, a point where many, many people, uh, already they fail at that point. That's when even a prospect will tell you, oh, I don't have the time. Well, that's not true. We all have 24 hours. In fact, that's the only resource. We all have the same, from the crazy busiest person to just the average guy. Uh, everybody has the same amount of time, but then there's more sacrifices coming along the way. Next would be money. Now. You know, most people are not ready to put their money into that supposed risk of building a business. Uh, They say things like, oh, I want to make money, not spend money. Well, that's an employee mindset. Uh, Truth is, your money is your tool to, to grow. It's your seed that you're planting. And I'm not just talking about investment because if you don't have a lot of money, there's not a big reward in just investing. But network marketing gives you that unique ability with a little bit of money and a lot of effort to multiply that and to generate cash flow. What I find many times people start to make a little bit of money and then they spend it. Instead of being ready to reinvest it. So I made this video once which said uh, the first $1,000 don't belong to you. Just as in like a first concept. Obviously, Mm -hmm. later on, it's going to be more than $1,000. There's probably even a percentage that you would, over the long term, keep investing in your business in order to grow more. So sacrifice of time, sacrifice of money sacrifice of feeling great because truth is if you learn something you can't look great at it if you get rejected it's not a nice feeling we all want to be loved we all want to feel empowered and great and yes that's at the end of the story everybody wants to be like you everybody wants to have the pin everybody wants to have the stage or all that but in the moment you're building and people say no to you and people say you're crazy and people like i had crazy situations uh people would like scream at me in front of people uh when i pitched them on my business, right? They would scream at me because they had this weird idea that it's a cult or something and they just felt like they were just pitched for a cult and then they started screaming and everybody was looking at me or even like my my dentist called my parents and gave me basically a ban to never enter again the dentistry because he thought that I was in a, in a, in a cult um, and uh, I mean, I... I did annoy him a little bit, I guess, because I put all these flyers everywhere, <laughs> like f- work from home, you know. Uh, but uh, I was young, and, and so so those are all sacrifices that ultimately you have to you have to make. And one last one I want to uh, touch on um, is obviously it gets really tough for most people when you start not only getting rejection from like a prospect or anything which you don't really care about, but like friends, family. Um, what do you do then, right? Um, and then most people that's the good hardness like oh i don't want to lose my friends i don't want to lose my family and it's always the people that stay behind that they don't develop that they don't have entrepreneurial mindset that blame the person developing for not like for 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 changing they say things like oh my god fabian you have changed so much and i'm thinking yeah l- 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 thanks god i've changed because i don't want to stay in the place where i am but people blame you for that and that can be hard um so so ultimately there's a lot of a lot of sacrifices that you do. Truth is, you're gonna meet new people. You're gonna meet the greatest people on the planet once you start mm-hmm. becoming uh, a, a, um, a better version of yourself. And the truth is, you can still love. Like I love every single person from uh, from from my uh, from, from my family, anyways. But even from friends that I had before, I love them still today. But the, obviously, the you limit the amount of time that you spend with people that have just a different purpose in life I guess mm.
2: and as you just said what Tony Robbins words were uh, progress equals happiness so you have to change you cannot yeah, you be have stuck to uh, if you want to be
1: happy absolutely and and and, and if you and and here's the truth if you if your environment the people around you that do influence you more than you can imagine if they are not talking about things such as residual income building a business unleashing your potential growth contribution if they don't talk about these things you have to change the circle you're in because if, if it's just a consuming generation or uh, not generation but like a consuming mindset or employee mindset or something how can you fly right you you just can't so hmm. it's really really important to 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 work on that yeah
2: let me quickly reset the camera sure <clears throat> perfect so let's get back to your story um, because we were at the moment when you were I think like 22 is that correct now yeah, roughly you left, left the bank um, so so what happened then like you went full-time right yes, away
1: I went I went full-time right away jumped into the cold water <laughs> uh, fired my boss that conversation really happened I went in there and I said listen uh, do you know how much the bank's paying me every day? And he said, what do you mean? You're like learning. And I said, yeah, but do you know how much they pay me for that? I come here every day. And he said, yeah, like 684 euros. <laughs> and I said, exactly. And it's not worth it. Like I, I did the math. It's not worth it. And I pulled up my check from my network marketing company, which at that point was $3,400. I put it on the table, like, look at this, part-time. I made four <laughs> times the money. <laughs> and he was like, oh my God, good for you, but you should finish it. And he got a point. Um, I mean, um. I would have had uh, the official title of being a a, a in German, which is like a bank. I don't even know how you call that.
2: I have no idea. I think only in Germany we have those. Only crazy in Germany names. we have
1: that. Like, it's like a paper you get, and now you have a profession, and the profession is called bank clerk. No, not like a bank clerk. <laughs> but the, like you're no allowed officially, like you're a bank, like you're a banker technically. You're, yeah. you're a banker. A small one. A small banker, right? Not investment banker or anything. Where he's just like a banker, right? And 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 I would have had that certificate certificate about like a month later. So he got a point. It seemed odd to like cancel now. Uh, truth is, I would have to learn everything, and I wasn't paying attention in the university because I was building my network marketing business all day long. So it didn't feel like doing it. So what I told him, I said, "Look, I read in the book. In order to be successful, you have to burn all the bridges. So I don't even want to have a." a, a Official profession because that would give me the, the 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 way back every time to just look for a job if if I don't make it so I don't even want it and he was like he didn't say you're crazy but I saw it in his eyes and. Anyways, that's when that story began, and then I was full-time, and uh, what I, what turned out to be the dream, because I was dreaming about being full-time, I mean, come on, the job was annoying. That, and let me direct quickly,
2: didn't he say something like, uh, okay, if you ride your Porsche, then come by and show me? Yeah,
1: yeah, of course, like, yeah, yeah, he said, <laughs> he said, look, as a friend, not as a, like, chef… Uh, like, as a boss, Um, he said, I would recommend for you to just finish that. I mean, maybe it's gonna work out for you, and I really hope that one day you come back here driving a Porsche and you tell me how it all worked, Um, but I really, really would recommend for you to do that. So, funny thing is, uh, I did then buy a Porsche later on in the story, and I did drive there to talk to him. Unfortunately, he was already retired, so he never knows. I, I don't even know if he knows the end of the story. I have to look him up on Facebook or anything. But, um... Yeah. Anyways, uh, so that uh, that happened, and then I went um, full time. And um, again, what I thought was a dream turned out to be so difficult. My God, I, I felt so much pressure. I thought I'm really like an introverted person. I don't naturally like to talk to everybody, and I felt I had to. I felt like I have to stop people on the street and tell them. I thought I can never take off. This was this was actually a big um, this was actually a big thing in my head. I thought in order to be really successful, I can never take uh, off. What I mean by that, not taking off like a plane or like in my business. I mean, uh, take time off. That's what I mean. I thought I have to be working 24-7. In the moment I didn't work, I started to feel guilty. So I put myself under that pressure uh today i know that's completely wrong like when you work work full-on but when you play just play like don't care like you just don't work right now it's fine like allow yourself that time to recharge recharge and all but back then i didn't do that and i started to do what i don't know how to do talk to strangers putting myself under pressure obviously didn't have results didn't have great mentorship didn't have the right company didn't have nothing um and and it and it was a real real nightmare yeah it was really difficult
2: can imagine specifically i mean uh, as i know the story a little bit so i know where we're going to lead to um and specifically what you just said i want to dig into that a little bit you said you're an introvert person people who see you in interviews on stages uh whatever in your productions or instagram they would say no this guy he's not introvert. He like he's 100% extrovert he's perfect in front of the camera he's full of energy but it costs you, right? It's, uh, there's a cost attached to it. It really sucks energy out of you to do that.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, like after that, I, I, have to, I have to just recharge, be myself, talk to nobody, look at the wall, <laughs> listen to music. I don't know. Uh, actually, my wife, she's from Italy. I meet her later in the story and uh, she's always like, you know, sometimes we're together and she's like, why don't you talk? Like, why don't you say anything? And I said, I don't know. And I didn't even think about saying anything. I was just... Perfectly happy, you know? So it's it's something that uh I guess
2: What's your tip to the introvert people listening to the podcast?
1: Yeah. So so if you're introvert and if it doesn't come naturally to you, uh you have to purposely be extrovert for a certain period of time every day. Uh I think. For example, one of the source of how I got to know different people, better people, you know, we talked about changing your circle of influence. I mean, how do you just change that, right? How do you just meet different people that have entrepreneurial thoughts or anything? So I started to go to seminars, events, trainings, um, in order to meet people that were open to the idea of being an entrepreneur, that were already entrepreneurs, and all that. But when I first went there, I had the same issue. Like, I go there, and how do I get? Like, there's people everywhere, but how do I get to know them, right? Because I wouldn't talk to anybody. So I really started small by just like smiling at somebody, by like. I, I would legit sit on my seat next to a person and not talk a single word to that to that person next to me the entire weekend. Mm. Like that was me, and and so then what I did on purpose, I said hello, hi, my name's Daniel. Who are you? Like true basics of communication, right? I turn around to people behind me. I'll be like, hey guys, what's going on? Nice to meet you. Like it, it didn't come natural. I had to train myself to do that. Uh, when I when I went for lunch, I remember this story, man. So especially when I'm like all around people, I really have this urge to just flee away sometimes just to be for myself, by myself. And some people will be able to relate to that. So I remember there was this break of the seminar and I was like, okay, cool. Now, finally, I can get away, right? I can get away, I can get some food. I don't know, just go someplace and anything. And then I was thinking, oh, no, wait a minute. The purpose is to meet people. (laughs) Shoot, that sucks, right? And there was this hotel restaurant and the thing about the hotel restaurant was always it's crazy expensive compared to just getting a sandwich at Subway or something, right? Um, actually, we didn't even have Subway in Germany back then. But uh, you know what I mean. So fast food or whatever. So, so I thought, man, now I have to go to eat at the hotel restaurant where it is way too expensive for me. It hurts me because I didn't have enough money. Uh, and at the same time, I have to force myself to talk to people. So go into the restaurant, I was like, okay, I didn't even like the food. Um, and there was this beautiful table, just a single table on, on the window, beautiful view and everything. I was like, oh, I would love to sit there right now. <laughs> and then there was this other table, six people seats, like six, six people table, five people on the table. I was like, ah, I really should go to that table and ask if the seats are free. Enough. Anyways, so I pushed myself to do that. Look at what happened. Magic. So I go there. Pushed myself, said, Hey guys, is this still available? They're like, Yeah, yeah, this is still available. So I start sitting down there in purpose, start talking to people and all. In the end, I ended up signing up in my business, four out of those five five people, and a little organization started from that just because of the conscious decision. Not but but you see, it's a sum of decisions. It's a decision to go to the seminar, it's a decision to stay where the people are, it's a decision to start the communication. Because even a lot of other people, even if they're extrovert, they might not talk to you, but you can talk to them. Now, over time, what happened? I started to get good at it, and even started to. That's the other part. There will be moments you'll be super comfortable doing that. It's not like you have to convince yourself all the time to do that. You will, for moments, then be extrovert, and um, and uh, and and I started to be better. So then there came the time later on where I went to a seminar. I already knew I'm going to recruit people. I'm going to meet people, and there's this famous story about this. Uh, uh, seminar I went in Turkey where uh, I signed up 37 people from that one event um, uh, in, in my business just because I went in there and I was the connector. Like I, went, I said hi to everybody. I introduced myself to everybody. I was smiling. I was dressed up. I had my, uh, I, like I had my story ready and all. And, and this, this all came because of the conscious decision to, to meet people.
0: You want to know how to find unlimited prospects for your business? Join the Ultimate Recruiting Masterclass for free. FullTimeNetworkMarketer.com forward slash webinar.
2: So again, sacrifice. Are like you sacrifice for the sure. comfort? For you left sure. the yes. comfort zone. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's a pattern. I mean, every successful person is very well trained to do things they're not feeling comfortable with and kind of expand their comfort zone.
1: Which then leads you to be comfortable in those situations later down the road, which is great because that's really how you do expand your personality. Mm. It is something great if you can go somewhere and you can just talk to everybody and you can just have these conversations. It's great because you wouldn't have developed, if I wouldn't have had developed my personality, for example, in that area, I would have missed out on great conversations, great friends, great people, you know, great contacts, great success at the end of the day, hmm. right?
2: At the end, it's, it's also how, how we met. I mean, we met through something what didn't even exist back in the days. Uh, let's call it a podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> the word podcast didn't exist. It was basically an interview you did with a guy who, uh, like, how do you call it? Like, burned the whole thing on CDs and shipped them. Yes. <laughs> so that was like the, the precursor of a podcast, if you want so. Um, but also, when, when I listened to that, like, what I heard was a guy full of energy, a guy with an idea, with a, with a vision. In no way I could even imagine that you are an introvert person. But you trained yourself to do that, and that's how I started my career in network marketing. So what I want to say with that is you don't even realize how many people you will influence during your lifetime by those small decisions absolutely you
1: know? yes so ultimately you will you will impact like you develop yourself but you really ultimately will develop a lot of others with you mm-hmm. and and reach a lot of others and, and and grow your influence and all of that yes
2: so let's go back to uh, the story so you went full-time yes uh, you weren't very happy
1: Yes, and ultimately I quit. Uh, I quit because I started to listen to people. Uh, yeah, they were not network marketing, and they said, "Didn't you know network marketing doesn't work?" And uh, you need a real business. Like you need, like if you really want to be an entrepreneur, you need to have like a real company. So I started a real estate company was, um, with a friend that I met in network marketing. He was a professional in this real estate business. I wasn't. I learned from scratch. We built a an, a company in real estate from scratch. Uh, it was a great story. I did that for about three to four years. Um, And ultimately, to cut the story short, I I started to miss network marketing at some point. There was a lot of reasons for that, but mostly because of the freedom that you enjoy, because of being your own boss, because of not having to discuss for money. I mean, I understand it wasn't so easy to make a lot of money, but the money that I made, the check just came, right? And there was no negotiations about it. So it was was great. So I started to get uh, back into network marketing uh, after that break. And I, I, at this point, I didn't have a clue about whatever is the bad side of network marketing. I, I wasn't a big company before, so even though I wasn't crazily successful, everything was just amazing, right? Um, but then I got to know this whole world of you know, scams and people mm. lying to you and uh, companies shutting down and all that, and there's a, a whole story there. Mm. So I joined companies that went that's, bankrupt. That's before you know.
2: we go, go, go into that one, um, You just said, like, as a side note, like, oh, yeah, I quit. Yeah. And I've been there. And uh, many of my guests have been there, which is super interesting. Like, we all were in a situation where we didn't know, are we good enough? Does it really work? And then we got kind of influenced by the people around us, and we started believing their perspective instead of our own perspective yes very good so so what what uh what made you actually quit at the end was it the lack of money or was it really the surrounding or was it not the believe in yourself can you remember that? well
1: it wasn't like a day where i said okay today i quit it was more like i have to do something else this other guy started to go back into real estate i knew he was successful there and i felt like i will be more successful doing that and following him So I just did that. I never took the conscious decision of quitting, but ultimately we just started to build this real estate company and just became something, uh, like there was zero belief for network marketing in every single person that I was interacting with Mm -hmm. uh, on a daily basis. So my belief just went down and at some point it just became irrelevant. I kind of still loved the company, but didn't do nothing anymore. Ultimately I realized, man, I quit, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? It wasn't the day where I said I'm gonna quit, but it just was morning till night, we're working on this real estate business, and Mm -hmm. again, but again, it was, I started to listen to different people that they didn't have any belief. And that's why it's very important today, if I see um, people being in, in strong relation with other people that they don't believe in success in network marketing, that don't have entrepreneurial skills or belief or anything, it's terrible it, because it will, you can be, I mean, I was back then already the greatest network marketing believer you can find. I mean, everybody was sure I'm going to make it. And I ended up quitting because of the people around me. So you have to limit your time with people that don't believe what, what's empowering for you. It's very important.
2: One of our uh, good friends, uh, you met him way before me, Eric Worry, yeah. who uh, taught us a lot. He always likes to say, network marketing is not perfect, but it's better. Yes. And you just started a story that you created a company with a friend, with a coworker. And uh, so what led you back? Why, why did you say, okay, I'm going to leave that path of entrepreneurship, I go back to network marketing? Because it is better.
1: Yes, it is better, exactly. Because I was uh, not owning a business, the business owned me. I worked from Monday till Sunday. I was in the office physically locked in a place where I had to be in the office, Right. Um, I was working for other people's dreams. They wanted to build homes. I I worked for them. I wasn't building my own dream. I had uh, politics. I had negotiations about money and how come I'm getting this money when I'm so young and all that. And it wasn't even a lot of money. Like, it was a few thousand dollars, right? Um, And and, and all of that. So um, And then there was, uh, you know, different understanding about... um, Probably different expectations on me and I had a different expectations on them and, 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 it, and it just started to not feel empowering anymore. I didn't really see the future of me there anymore and I started to miss network marketing. It's also detailed. Something like when you made money, they told me, oh, you can't wear this or you can't drive that car. The customer will think we're too expensive because of your hmm. car. Like you, st- you needed to fit yourself into a certain model and I didn't want that. I always felt that network marketing would empower me to be who I want to be mm-hmm. and actually people would love it and they would say, wow, tell us how you did that, right? And in the office you had to like hide your income because people could get uh, jealous or anything like mm-hmm. that. So, the over, like you said, it's not perfect but it's so much better in every single respect um, and I'd rather be in an environment where people are happy for your success and ask, how you, do you do it? Because they really have the same chance where they're they didn't have the same chance, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, but I have to
2: say one thing: like even when you already were crazy successful, and I remember when you uh, bought your uh, Porsche GT four, yeah, nobody knew about it besides you and your closest friends because you've never posted it anywhere. Like everybody else would immediately start posting their new car, their new house. You were always a very humble person, and you still are. And. Uh, the only way or the only reason why people see your success now is because you took the decision as people want to see it, right? On True. Instagram, social media. True,
1: because I wouldn't even, like I didn't have, as social media became really strong the last years, obviously, uh, I didn't even have a strong social media at all because I just didn't feel like doing that. But at some point it got to the point, again, where I had to change, where I had to develop because I, I, I from not wanting to do it, uh, as a personal choice was number one, but then I realized it starts to become unprofessional. It starts to hurt people. Now, mm-hmm. why do I say that? It starts to hurt my team because they were telling the story, but nobody believed it because they went on my Instagram and there was one picture and 50 friends or something like I don't know. It's terrible, really bad. Um, and 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 so it didn't. It wasn't helping my team at this point, and it wasn't helping the people that they weren't at that level. So so I took the conscious decision to give that window into my life but also really post like i really would never post anything that's fake ever <laughs> i would just post what i like and what inspires me and i don't know if that's inspiring to everybody but it's definitely super inspiring for some people mm-hmm. um in regards to obviously different personalities and and all and uh so yeah, yeah it's, so it's, it's, a a thought
2: it's important to bring that up because we live in those times where fake it till you make it gets completely misunderstood yeah And people post pictures of rented cars just to show off. And you were always the opposite. Uh, And honestly, like, your wife Stefania needed to force you to start posting things in the beginning.
1: And still now I'm not doing it right, to be honest. Uh, Let me give you an example. We we bought a Tesla, okay? Tesla X something around uh, a month ago or something. Mm -hmm. And up until three days ago, you didn't even know. Right. Oh, I mean, we just oh, met and you, yeah. d- you didn't even know it was just like because I had the key with me when we went to dinner. Right. And uh, yesterday I showed my leaders. And they were like, oh, my God, you got to make a video. You got to inspire the team. They're going to love this on what's possible. So last night I posted a picture about the Tesla, <laughs> which I took it before, but I didn't post it. And and and, and now we're probably going to make a video about it. And I really don't do this to say, look how great I am, because really, honestly, I'm just happy to get in my Tesla. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm happy about that. I don't need other people to say, oh, my God, look at how great great. great but then it is somehow also a duty that we have as network marketers to inspire to show it is true and why again not to show off but to uh, or not to impress but to impress upon what's possible and also break that cycle of where people keep hearing it's not possible you cannot have success it Mm -hmm. doesn't work you're not gonna make money well you are gonna make money and a ton of it if you're going to become great at what Mm -hmm. you do so yeah
2: and there's another car in your garage, uh, and there's a very great story attached to it. Yes. So uh, let, let's get into that one. Okay.
1: Uh, so so when I went um, back into network marketing again, found a couple of companies that were bad. Couple of upline. I mean, wasn't we, it a convention in Dubai actually where you went to, or
2: was it somewhere else? Yeah,
1: yeah, th- yeah. That also. So so yeah. So there. Oh man there's just so many stories we could talk for five hours. But 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 what happened was that um, after. F- Almost four years in this real estate company, not a single day of holidays. I was like, okay, I need a break. Like, I just need to get away, right? And I always loved Dubai. I just love this place. I don't know why it just attracted me. And it was certainly not for the taxes in the beginning, because I didn't even have any taxable <laughs> income, right? So I just, I just loved it because of what it is. Uh, and I went there for holidays, and uh, I felt home from the first day. I love this country, the city, all of that, and. Right when I got there, there was the second international direct selling festival in Dubai. Second time it ever happened in this nation. And I was there right in those two weeks. Um, And and I went there and I saw people doing network marketing all over the world. And I was so inspired. And I took my BlackBerry back then. (laughs) And I sent a text and I said, I'm out. And it was on my birthday. So now we could even find out when that was. Probably... I mean, I don't know. We just have to look that up. Second direct selling, international direct selling festival in Festival City in Dubai. Whenever that was that year, 6th of April, I quit that day. And uh, and, and it was a strange feeling because all of a sudden I was free again, but I didn't know what to do. And those companies around me, I couldn't do them because that w- I, I didn't live here I, I, in mm-hmm. Dubai, right? So anyways, so, so, so that was that. And um, later on, then um, I found a lot of things in network marketing. And I kind of mentioned it three times now. I just want to close on that part. Is... Um, There's a lot of people in network marketing that really do it the wrong way as well. There's a lot of bad appliance. There's a lot of bad people. There's a lot of people lying, not telling the truth, faking income, faking stories. And it's dangerous, honestly, because uh, I met people, they, they live in their own lie. It's unbelievable, mm. and uh, and it took me years to figure that out. And uh, funny enough, I still learned from these people. Uh, every good scammer also has some good skills, but they use it for a bad purpose yeah. with a bad intention. Criminals are uh, would be the best entrepreneurs, <laughs> to be honest. Yes, but uh, the 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 point is that it doesn't uh, align with my values. But what, for example, what I I mean, if people really don't care about people, then for example, they're not afraid to uh, call them, right? So I lost my fear of being on the phone back then (laughs) and uh anyways more uh uh, more along the story but at some point then i found a great mentor 2010 i signed up um and since then built that team that i have we have today um and um so so about the car so about 2012 around that time uh i walk in germany and uh, there's this automotorsport which is like a car magazine and they showed this concept car of a Lamborghini SUV, Lamborghini Urus. And they the said, uh, concept car in China revealed by, by a Lamborghini. And I was like, man that would be insane. If Lamborghini would bring an SUV, that'd be an amazing car. So I bought this magazine and I used it on that day because I did a a, a video for the team and I I showed the magazine. I said, guys, you got to have a dream. You need to know where you're going and why. And and, and let me show you just one of my dreams, right? This car. I I love this car. I want to have this car one day. I'm going to buy this car in network marketing. And back then that car didn't exist, right? Uh, So later on, what happened years later, Lamborghini actually tossed that project. They never did that It it was a concept. They didn't follow through. Even more years later, they took it back and then they actually started to work on it. And uh, last year, 2019, or even I I think at the end of 2018, it then really became a car that was published by Lamborghini. At that point, so many years later, I lived in Dubai. And when it came out, I could have also immediately bought it. I didn't because we still wanted to make sure uh, financially, to, to, to pay some other things first, to be smart about the money and the investments and all, but then ultimately ended up buying it. And uh, we made this video that you can also find on my Instagram and ways. Uh, I'll, I'll post it. Uh, okay. If you're
2: watching on YouTube, uh, anyone, so I'm going to post it below. A podcast. I try to put it in the show notes, so just check it out.
1: So so it's, it's just a crazy story if you think like uh, I'm not sure exactly how many years, six to eight years. Uh, earlier I'm showing this car and then it really happens. So Dreams come true if you work hard for it, um, and uh, and it's good to see that I guess. If just like you know, how many times we see a big vision, but then we never know what happened. Mm. But that actually came to reality, and it's not the only thing. I mean, crazy stuff happened, Fabi. Let me just tell this one story. Um, when the secret came out, the secret it was mm. a big Booker. thing when it came out with Bob Proctor and all. There was this check that you can uh, print out from the internet and and, and write the check right. So I wrote this check to myself uh, and I put a crazy amount on it because I didn't want to put an amount that maybe would happen anyways and then I'd negotiate with myself. like "Ah, That doesn't work, right? I couldn't put $20,000 because, you know, that could happen. So I put like a crazy number. I put... Three hundred thousand U.S. dollars in a month, like and I'll put my check, uh, like my my network marketing monthly commission, three hundred thousand dollars, and I put that on there, and I knew that would just never happen unless there's something about the power of your attention and focus and all. Now I believe there's a God to it too, that is that is the reason why the the laws are like that, but you know that's a different story. So point is, I did I wrote that check and I had it with me. And over time, obviously, I lost the check, right? I mean, I don't I don't know where I put it. I moved homes. Ultimately, I moved to Dubai because I lived still in Germany when I wrote the check mm-hmm. in Wuppertal. So we moved to Dubai. In Dubai, we moved homes um, and all. And um, about two years ago, roughly, um, we, we were uh, unpacking old boxes. And my wife, she came over and she said, what is that? And she found that check, $300,000 check. And I was like, Oh my God, I completely forgot about this check. This is so crazy. So I hold this check and I'm thinking, wow. And then I said, wait a minute. Let me please check our commission. So I go to my back office. I'm adding up all these weekly commissions. And the check that we actually received in that very month was more than $300,000. I think three hundred twelve dollars or something. And I started to get goosebumps. and was thinking, wait, let me check if... I had that before and I went back, never once I did. So in the very same month that I actually made the first time in my life that insane amount of money, I just found that check and just appeared out of nowhere. Now, I know we can say that's all just coincidence and all like, but guys, that for me was a true magic moment. And again, another confirmation that if you put your... If you put your thoughts and your focus to something and you write it down and the power of words and the power of intention and, and you pray about it and, and God helping you and all, it, it, it can actually come true. And today, I completely removed myself from any limits. Like uh, people would say, oh, this is not possible. That's not possible. I don't know. I think anything is. It's just the question, Do you are you ready to pay the price, uh, persevere and do all that? So that was the crazy part.
2: It's a super crazy story. And I was part of it because I was already in Dubai, so I can confirm everything uh, you are saying. Let me quickly restart. So we have a t- uh, five more minutes, 10 more minutes to close. It's like 6.15.
1: I must unmute myself to say, Feiner, that's what you mean, Kopf.
2: Yeah,
1: i Darf man nie vergessen. Dubai Services.
2: Kameras werden kein Limit haben. Danke. Das, das Problem äh, hast du da nicht. So. All right so i i know you're in a rush a little bit because uh, you have to pick up your car so uh let's go into the last sequence uh, of the of the podcast so yeah w- what happened next you just mentioned before that uh there's a very important part of your story which is your wife um so how did you meet you, you met in the industry
1: right yes in network marketing so um my my organization was always just local uh, national in germany and um One day, I had a guy uh, who who lived in Portugal, and he was building in Portugal. Like one guy, met a guy who knew a guy from Portugal. He was a German, and he started to build there, and he started to qualify for some incentive, let's say, right? And there was this dinner of a company, and he was the only guy there, and I was like the upline, so I felt like, okay, I should go there to be with him, support him, also exciting for me, first time, you know? Um, And I went there, and I knew no one but him, like this couple, my couple, uh, that, that they were qualified, and I was at that event, and... Well, my wife Stefania, like she walked in right that day, and I looked at her. I was like, "Oh my god!" (laughs) And I had that, uh, I had that crazy feeling in that moment that if I could ever marry a woman like her, I would, out of nowhere. And then I ultimately did, uh, which is another uh, long and crazy story because it happened years later, Uh, not then um because she went through a divorce and all and uh, and later uh, later on, you know we we obviously started to get to know each other better because of the business and all and I always found her super fascinating. She's a very, very hard worker, big visionary, big mindset. she's a very small person, but very big uh, mindset and and um, uh, amazing standards in her life and everything and uh, so so we got together and that ultimately was the, the fire cocktail in network marketing uh, because the problem about us is we push each other. I mean, she pushes me and I push her and she pushes me and there's just no end to it and that then led to a crazy explosion also in my business because I really do believe that and maybe you'll agree at this point if we really look from like a senior position in network marketing about the really big successes, it needs to start at your home. I mean, what do you think about every day? What is your... Like when no one is watching, how are you working, right? And the, the the person closest to you obviously will be the person that is 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 either giving you the room to grow, or is even growing with you, um, and and that's a that's a major foundation for success, and uh, and and for me uh, also, I mean, she has three kids. Uh, they became my instant bonus kids. So went from being a single guy to a uh, to to having a whole family overnight, uh, which put me into a position of totally different responsibility uh and it's crazy like if you're watching this right now being a single guy or a single even girl i can't imagine how that feels but you're still single independent you know something like that uh then to to be to become uh to to have a family overnight it changes everything it really does it's it's you you need to step it up you can't just you know um you can't just not uh, n- not change let's put it that way and and that led me to to put a whole different work ethic uh d- to the table and that al- was one of the big reasons why also income went up dramatically yeah
2: mm. looking forward to to many many more years uh with you guys specifically i uh, don't want to stretch the podcast too long because uh if not your uh, cow will be stuck in the garage. I know they're waiting for you. Actually, right?
1: Yeah, it, this is this is the, the some of the perks that you have. Uh, so the the shop closes at six, but they say, we're gonna wait for you until seven being a good customer I guess so that's <laughs> so that's great but
2: awesome so the last words always belong to the guest so uh, but before we do that uh, how can people reach you if somebody wants to get in touch with you what's the best way Instagram or yeah, Facebook yeah I think so
1: just just social I mean I do have a website I also wrote a book uh, that people can read it's called History in the Making you can get it on Amazon or on my website danianfire.com but I think if you really want to get like in touch uh, just just social media and if you really want to get in touch and I don't answer just be persistent like keep writing or commenting or something like that because i am a, a, i don't have a social media team reading my messages or all that i really do that myself but obviously i can't because i have thousands of requests but uh, if people really want to get in touch and they, they can and um so 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 just do that and um uh, that's that's always a great way and, and really if you want to follow the story or see you know what 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 I like, what I love, or anything? I really do post that now on Instagram mostly. So that's a that's a good place.
2: Like Philip for example.
1: Yes, uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy that right now I'm not wearing a line shirt, but I'm wearing a line <laughs> jogger, which you can see, and line shoes, which you also can see. But anyways, it's uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, of 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 Philip fashion and the story behind it. Um, I also love to play a lot of tennis, you know, it's uh, one of the recent, recent things that that I added into my lifestyle. We scored. always like to
2: say, if Daniel Fire does something, he does it right. Right, so, yeah. No, you're 100% in, like
1: all in. I and- know, it's it's really like that. So if I do something, it's extreme. My mom used to always say that, why why can't you not just do something a little bit? Why do you always have to do it extreme? I don't, I don't know, it's, it's just uh, something about who i am i guess but i would say also um
2: i know we wanted to uh go to the end but i have to talk about that quickly so philip klein he is also tremendously successful and that's a pattern in your life you always orient yourself do you say that like orient like you go yeah you focus you you follow follow. you follow people you you watch out what successful people are doing and you always look how can you become close to them and learn from them and there's actually a few stories now like you're kind of uh good with with philip plan already you know each other like he knows you as a, a valuable customer you met him a few times and that's something i really really love about you like if you have a goal like your wife for example like okay i want to achieve that you achieve it like yeah. sooner or later
1: it's it's true like i i uh, honestly for me if i really want something for me it's not good enough to just talk about it dream about it and then let it go like i really i'm, I'm really putting I wouldn't say like my life to it, but somehow I do. I, I put my life, my situation, my adjustment to the point that I can, at least I can. I, I I do anything I can in my power to get it. And usually, if you really do that, you get it. Hmm. If you if you if you shift it from a want into a must, you 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 kind of you you usually meet your must. That's what Tony Robbins says.
2: But it is again a circumstance, God, secret, whatever, because uh, you met Philip the first time at an airport by accident, right?
1: Yeah man, <laughs> this is so crazy. I mean, there is this unbelievable quote, and Fabi, that's the job for you. You gotta find this quote and put it on the in the show notes or something. And I don't know even who has said it. Maybe Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, German guy. But there's something like if you put your mind to something and you really decide, then what's gonna happen next is that the, 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 somehow the circumstances gets shifted in your favor and you get help that's not coming from you, that you weren't responsible for. And I have so many stories in my life about where that was. When we joined our network working company that we're with right now, we didn't choose that. That just happened. True. And if we look at what happened because of that, I can't even credit all of the success to me or even us as an organization. A big part goes to the company. Um, you look at uh, the things that happened with uh, Stefania or the story with Philip Line. So I started to get really obsessed about you know the clothing and the design and the story of the company and all. And and, and out of nowhere, in like the busiest airport in Turkey, Istanbul. I mean, if you've ever been there, it's it's there is about a million people there. And my wife is like, and I'm like just watching the stories even on Instagram. And my wife's like, you are not going to believe who is here. And I was like, what do you mean, who's here? She's like, look at there. It's Philippine. I was like, what? <laughs> and it was just right there, standing in front of us. I was like, what? Now, you might think that's another coincidence. Now, how about that? A month later, we're in New York. Totally different scene. Totally different place. We're standing in the security line. And I'm, ki- I'm, I'm kidding you not. And my wife's like, you're not going to believe who is here. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> She's like... Oh, plane! He's right there, and he was two people like just behind us again. How does that even happen? So, we walk into the plane, um, and um, and I said uh, uh, that was the first time when walking to the plane. I was like, oh my god, how cool would that be if he would actually sit where we sit? He had the seat in front of me, like in front of me in the plane. Uh, uh, or uh, the second time that we met him in New York, we went to the lounge, the Emirates lounge, and I was like, how cool it would be if he would came in the lounge? And he actually came comes in the lounge. It's like I got to the point where I was like, Philip, are you stalking me? Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's, 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 it's insane. And uh, so many things happened there. So that, then the Czech story, and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of these stories and it's just naive to, to think that those are all coincidence. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in it. I think if you set your attention to something, a lot of things come together, whether it's uh, energy, whether it's God, uh, and certainly is God. um, uh, But also a lot of other just universal laws that come together Mm -hmm. that, that, That'll just make it happen.
2: Even the reason why I'm in the business because I remember you just came fresh out of Las Vegas yes, and you did that training with Eric Worre where he actually says give yourself a rating from 1 to 10 Mm -hmm. how good you feel in certain areas Mm -hmm. and you had the feeling that Promoting on events was
1: my worst was, skill. was
2: the worst skill, and yeah. you just took the decision I need to become a pro and a master. And man, you annoyed me so much to come to that event.
1: Oh, yeah, that's another story. But right there, yeah.
2: I came, and out of that, like a huge organization appeared, and hundreds of thousands of people. So like I Kenneth promoted
1: God. Fabi to the <laughs> greatest event in the history of our organization, which was true. It wasn't a lie. It was amazing. Like, we rented this incredible room, people were there from four countries. It was a total of 25 25 people in the room (laughs) from four countries it was the biggest event I ever did and and he flew from Spain to Germany to attend that event and guess what it changed your life
2: 100% and not only my life again not only my life the life of thousands of people and the life of of many people. people And so if, you, if someone wants to really dig into the story, check out my course, Full-Time Network Marketer. There's the full story in the section promoting on events where I tell even how you made it possible to overcome all my obstacles. Yes. But man, you were stubborn. <laughs> you were stubborn with that. So uh, let's wrap it up. Last words so to you, some inspiration, some motivation for uh, our guests, for somebody who's brand new or not yet full-time. What would you give them? advice yeah
1: i mean first of all you're doing the right thing by watching exactly that kind of information i know that fabi uh, just started this podcast but has huge plans that i've seen some of them you know on on, on who's about to come on the show uh incredible i mean to have a place also to live in this age right now where we have access to things like that uh people like you fabi that really did did like commit yourself to bring out these 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 true stories, bring out these backgrounds, the learnings, the nuggets mm. from it, and to just serve them right there on this channel. Uh, that's that's big time uh, for everybody. So so keep feeding your mind with these information, uh, with that information. Keep keep learning, keep growing, but also keep creating action because that's that's something. There's a certain extent of learning you can do, but you can only get that far. the The powerful combination comes in when you start acting and keep learning. So keep learning and but also create action every single day um, so that you can apply things um, into your business and you get better. Um, never start d- doubting your dreams. Never start um, believing things that are disempowering. Like if somebody, sometimes we hear something and we're like, ah, oh, that really sucks. Just don't, don't choose to believe it because it, it, choose your beliefs wisely, I guess. If you have beliefs that stop you, uh, identify them, write them down, change them write down new beliefs and then find new reasons on why those beliefs, uh, you know, uh, are are as well true, equally true. Uh, because, uh, you know, success is easy or hard. Who's right? Most people become successful, yes or no? Well, depends. On an absolute number, no. But whoever whoever really works and perseveres, I haven't seen anybody not making it, to be really honest. We had that conversation, I think, a few, few months ago, where I said, man, it's crazy. If I really look back at the story, uh, all these people Something just happened on that camera.
2: I don't know. It's all fine. It's just the battery of the monitor. Okay, just so you making can, sure. can still continue. No worries.
1: Okay, so just to, just to finish, um, all these people looking back at the story that really were committed, and, and I'm not just talking inside my business, even around my business, even sidelines, cross lines that we've been seeing for years that really wanted it, they made it. Man, True. they made it. They made fortunes. So, so I believe... If you really want it you can if, if you want to be the best one percent you can if you if you think that uh, um, uh, i believe it's even easy if you're ready to fully commit yourself to it because most people don't do it so 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 design your beliefs because your beliefs will 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 create your world ultimately and it's it's your life man it's your your life uh, you can you can create it as you like and and so take advantage of that that's my that's my tip for everybody
2: amazing message. Thank you very much for passing by. After seven years, we finally did an interview. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure it wasn't the last one. And uh, if you, uh, dear listener, want to hear more of Daniel's background stories, because we could talk for hours, just post a comment uh, below and uh, let us know. Thanks again and uh, see you soon.
1: Thank you so much, Bobby. Let's keep it going. You just
0: listened to the Full-Time Network Marketer podcast. Eager for more? Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and sign up for the free recruiting masterclass at fulltimenetworkmarketer.com forward slash webinar. Thank you for listening and until the next episode.